arts news from around the area. Welcome to The Creative Cafe, sponsored by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo, promoting and supporting the arts, arts organizations, and artists throughout Greater Kalamazoo on 590 and 106.9 FM WKZO. And good morning and welcome to Creative Cafe. I'm Kristen Chesick with the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo. And I have in the studio this morning, Kate Yancho, who is the Executive Director of the Wellspring Corey Terry and Dancers. And I also have Rachel Miller, who's the Festival Director for the upcoming Rad Fest. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So I'm going to ask you to the question we love to ask, and that is, what is your favorite morning beverage? Kate, you want to start? Sure. Um, I, I'm a protein shake kind of gal, mm. but I did recently splurge on an espresso machine for okay. Christmas, and so I've been enjoying a little fancy coffee in the morning with my Nespresso machine. So. Oh, all right. Yeah. What about you, Rachel? Oh, definitely coffee. It's been coffee since I was, oh, 18. All right. <laughs> so... Well, I, yeah. I, I, yep, I'm in the coffee boat, too. I have not broken down and gotten an espresso, yeah. mostly because we don't have the counter space. It's fair. They yeah. have a very yeah. low-profile yep. one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we love it. Oh, good. So nice. both of you are in modern dance. What are your backgrounds? <laughs> Rachel, you want to start? Uh, sure, I'll start. Um, well, I... I was actually danced for Wellspring for about 17 years. Um, before that, I, uh, I, I got a degree in dance. And uh, before that, I danced. Uh, I grew up dancing in a, it's a kind of a pre-professional program. So I studied ballet and modern. Um, and I'm currently, I got my MFA in dance. And I'm currently teaching at a university and directing the festival and um, doing a lot of different things <laughs> uh, with dance. Okay. And, and is that something that you always wanted to do? You know, that's a good question. You know, I had, I questioned it a few times. Um, <laughs> but from an early age, I knew I loved this art form um, and I, although, you know, from an early age, I didn't really think about it as a career. <laughs> it ended up being a career, and I love my career. So, <laughs> well, There you go. Well, good. It's always nice to love what you do. Kate, how yeah. about you? How did you end up uh, wandering into modern dance? Yeah, my path is a little bit different and a little bit similar. Um, I started dancing at a young age. Uh, I studied also in a pre-professional program that focused on ballet and modern. I had an outstanding mentor in the, the studio environment I grew up in that was a modern dancer. Her husband was a jazz musician, so I was exposed to a lot of different approaches to dance very young. Um, and then I decided to pursue a degree in theater because I thought that musical theater was really where I felt most comfortable. I did a lot of theater work and was always, you know, dancing and dance captain and all of those things. But as I got through the first phases of college, I realized it was the dance that was really what was most important to me. And it wasn't theater generally. So I tra transferred schools, changed majors, became a dance major, uh, finished my degree in dance performance and then took a whole nother right turn and pursued a career in higher education and student affairs. So for 10 years, I was working in colleges and universities with student leadership programs and student activities, event planning, things like that. That job is a lot. 
and I had some uh, a small child at home and was like, it's time to explore something else. What am I missing in my life? And it was actually Rachel Miller, which was one of the first people that was like, hey, <laughs> um, you know, Wellspring's going to need an executive director soon. I, I heard you might be looking for something. I just wanted you to know. And that was in 2016. And I've been sitting in this seat since. And I like Rach, I didn't know that this job existed. I didn't know that I could have gone on this path. So I'm just thrilled that we landed here. And I love what I do. I love promoting the arts. And mm -hmm. I love mentoring young artists and helping them see that their path maybe doesn't have to be as windy as mine was and helping them get a more direct path into doing this work because arts administrators are really important to mm -hmm. arts in general yeah. and um, helping people realize that they can they can get here a little more quickly than I did I wouldn't change anything I have a lovely life that I have <laughs> built but I am I'm helping uh, hoping to help others make a more direct path sure sure well good well, we're here this morning to discuss uh, what you call Rad Fest, which is the Regional Alternative Dance Festival. But let's talk about first how this festival came to be. And I don't know who wants sure. to answer that. Yeah, okay. I can answer that because I was here when it was it came to be. <laughs> um, so before Rad Fest, Wellspring did two separate programs um, each year. One was the Dance Forum. Uh, the dance forum was um, has it shared some similarities with Rad, um, but it was specifically for uh, regional dancers to showcase their work. And they would come and they would showcase their work and they'd perform it um, three different times. They do like a Friday night, a Saturday night, and a Sunday matinee. Uh, and then the other program that they were running was called the Alternative Dance Project. Uh, which was a project that brought in um, a choreographer, whether that be an emerging choreographer or an established choreographer, to do an entire show in the Wellspring Theater. And these were, uh, a lot of the choreographers came from all over. We had some from New York. Uh, we had a, a Buto group from Japan come come in. I think that was actually my first year. I was in Wellspring in 2001. <laughs> and... Um, what was happening was that, for one thing, um, both of these programs were a little bit, they were a drain on the budget. So there was that. Uh, secondly, uh, both had its challenges with uh, maintaining an audience and getting an audience for them. Um, for the regional performers, performing three times in a weekend was difficult for them because they'd have to find housing, um, they'd have to find transportation, for the uh, alternative dance project, we were losing audience no, uh, members year after year. So the idea came about to merge the two and create RADFest. So RADFest has become about showcasing many dancers in the course of a weekend. So these groups will come in and they will perform just one. Uh, but we have, see, this year we actually have different shows and each show is different different dancers different choreographers and they come in from all over they come in from i think the the person coming in from the furthest this year is japan to perform so um that's kind of what happened they merged and radbus has been highly successful right. right it sounds like it because uh, you're in your 15th year and um 
I'm going to ask this next question. It's been on my mind, um, and I'm sure on everybody else's mind too. But um, so this is called uh, the Regional Alternative Dance Festival. Wh how is alternative dance different from modern dance? Can somebody help me out with that? <laughs> uh, well, I would say that it shares a lot of similarities <laughs> with modern dance. Um, nowadays, we're the new term for modern dance uh, and other forms of dance is contemporary dance, which mm -hmm. is basically, now, although there's no clear definition of what contemporary dance is, it's basically about movement invention. So it's new movement invented by the choreographer that's based in different techniques, like modern techniques, okay. um, jazz techniques, uh, hip-hop techniques. There's a lot of, of uh, variation there, and even some... Um, culturally based dance forms like uh, Bharatanatyam technique, which is classical Indian dance. So it's really a myriad of things. Okay. Um, so in terms of alternative, like what you would see at Rathbeth is not at all alternative. If you go to New York or you go to, say, Berlin or some bigger cities. But for Kalamazoo, it's different than what um, the community sees. Uh in terms of local and regional artists. Okay. So that's why we call it alternative. It's not really alternative to um, one, to modern dance necessarily. Okay. <laughs> because you're going to see some dances that are definitely modern. <laughs> sure, sure. And can, for our audiences, can you describe really quickly what, when we say modern dance, how are we defining that? Yeah. Do you want to take this one, Kate? I'm going to let you take this one, Rachel. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, modern dance was uh, a term that came about for a new dance form around the turn of the 20th century. And um, it was a response. It was actually in rebellion of a lot of things. <laughs> it was uh, in rebellion of ballet and vaudeville because at the time, that those were the only two options really for professional dancers and, of course, burlesque, right? Okay. Um, so it was alternative to that. Uh, it was also a response to the decline of Victorian social values at the time, which, you know, were very uptight. <laughs> and people wanted a freer way to move that got out of the corsets um, and the high necklines and was freer and more earthbound. Okay. Um, it was also a response to industrialization and the rise of the middle class um, because, you know, people or let me be specific, white folks had more disposable income. Mm -hmm. um, and they, you know, so they had more time. They had more money to do ex experimentation with um, what already existed, which was ballet, vaudeville, burlesque. Um, so that's what happened. And modern dance, um, like I said, now it's known as contemporary dance. So if someone's taking classes in a studio, most of the time it's called contemporary. Um, and even some colleges and universities are moving to rename their modern classes contemporary dance. Uh, gotcha. But it's more earthbound. Mm -hmm. um, there's no shoes on the feet usually. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they use socks now. Uh, socks are bare feet. And it's just a freer way of moving. It's um, very athletic, so it uses a lot of floor work. Um, and most people have actually seen modern dance or contemporary dance. They just aren't, don't know that that's what we call it. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. 
Okay. Yeah. I'd say that was that was spoken like a true university professor. Yes, it was. It was. <laughs> All right. And on that note, we have to take a really short break. We'll be back in about a minute. Kalamazoo is rich in arts and culture. Our commercial, educational, and creative economies thrive when our community has spaces and places to connect and outlets for creative expression. The arts improve individual well-being, drives tourism, sparks creativity, and strengthens our bonds. The Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo encourages you to give to an arts organization of your choosing. We are better together because of the arts. Visit KalamazooArts.org to see all of the happenings in our community. That's KalamazooArts.org or on any of our social media platforms. This message is brought to you by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo, proudly supporting more than 200 artists and arts organizations in our community. The Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo exists to infuse arts and culture into the commercial, educational, and creative economies of our region. You're listening to The Creative Cafe, sponsored by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo on 590 and 106.9 FM, WKZO. And we're back. I'm Kristen Chesick with the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo, and you're listening to Creative Cafe. I have in the studio this morning Kate Yancho, who's the executive director of the Wellspring Theater, Corey Terry and Dancers, and Rachel Miller, who is the festival director for the upcoming Rad Fest, which is the Regional Alternative Dance Festival. Welcome back, you two. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you. Before the break, we were talking a little bit about uh, what I was calling modern dance, which is really contemporary dance, and uh, what the definition of that was and how it came about. Um, but within the Rad Fest itself, we're actually talking about alternative dance, which is, again, a little bit different. So, Rachel, can we just finish that quick conversation? Um, sure can, yeah. Yeah, within contemporary, I always think of rooted in Hawkins or Graham, but... Now we're talking about alternative, which may be uh, kind of seated in, in different disciplines or uh, traditions. Yes, yeah. Um, alternative, that doesn't mean that modern dance and contemporary dance, well, let's say contemporary dance, just for the sake of, of being clear, <laughs> is not rooted in technique because it is. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of contemporary dancers have had that Graham training or that Lamone training uh, or the Cunningham training or Hawkins training. But um, what they are making in terms of uh, their choreography is not in those traditions. So it is still informed by those things, but it's also informed by um, other elements like jazz dance, like ballet, like um even hip-hop or urban dance forms, street dance. It's, it's informed by African dance, um, classical Indian dance. So there's a lot that choreographers are drawing on for contemporary or alternative dance to make their dances, um, which is why I like to say that contemporary dance is about movement invention. <laughs> so whatever you've had that training in, may it be modern, may it be ballet, may it be uh, African dance, you're taking that and you're making it into something different for the stage. Sure, sure. And we're about to see yeah. uh, a lot of that coming up. 15th yeah. annual Red Fest <laughs> Festival. 
What's in store yeah. for us this year? What do you guys have going? We have a lot of things that we'd like to celebrate this year. Um, and, and as we've talked about, I think, before on here, too, this is also Corey Terry's last season as artistic director of Wellspring. So we are kind of honoring that legacy through the festival, but bringing in so many other voices, too. We've added an additional performance to our Thursday night lineup that's called the Michigan Made Performance. Oh, yeah. So it's all Michigan movers. So we're really excited to celebrate this great state and what we're doing here. Um, we have a couple of special events that we're adding uh, into the lineup this year, including a, a networking cocktail hour for the artists who may be coming together and need some informal time to just talk to each other and figure out how are we going to work together in the future? What, how can I help you? What can we do together? We're also really excited to partner with the Black Arts and Cultural Center on a presentation um, Tamara Williams will be bringing, and Rachel can talk more about that presentation, but it's about African diasporic dance, and we're really mm. excited about that partnership. So I'll toss it over to Rachel for what she's excited about. <laughs> well, I'm excited about all of it. The fact that we've made it to 15 is, is pretty phenomenal. <laughs> um, and just seeing how it's grown over the years is also you know, really exciting. <laughs> um, I'm excited about really everything. I'm especially excited about our radical artists this year. Um, the radical that's R A D I C L E. So like Radfest and icicle together. <laughs> um, our radical project is something that we've done in collaboration with the Croft residency, which is in Horton Bay, Michigan, close to Petoskey. Um, and like right now we're going through applications for the radical artists for next year. Um, they come up to the craft in the fall and they create a new work, which premieres at Radfest. Uh, so we take proposals and we award the residency based on, on those proposals. And this year our artist is Amanda Ramirez. Um, she's coming from Chicago, but her collaborators are coming from all over the country. So there's four of them. Uh, and she's doing a piece um, about uh, blood memory and connection with the land. So um, it's, a, it's about how we find our cultural roots in place, in uh, the land, in where we were brought up or uh, where we have connections with in terms of places in the world. Um, so it's going to be a very special performance, uh, I think, and being at Lake Michigan being out in the woods, it's, uh, the Croft is a nature-based residency. Uh, it was just kind of perfect for this project. So it, it's going to be exciting to see that performance. Okay. So the performances that we're talking about take place when? Yeah, when we is? have performances Thursday night. Friday uh, night, Saturday. Oh, the dates. Yeah, that Mart, might be yeah. helpful, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we, we keep joking. The, the festival kicks off February 29th. Okay. So we're saying to spend your extra day of this year with right. us at Radfest because right. that's the mm -hmm. day. So February 29th um, and then March 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, we have performances all four of those days. Evening performances on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And then our Sunday matinee is a youth-based based performance with all youth performers on oh, the wow. stage. That's great. There's also classes, I believe, master classes involved. Correct. Yeah. So those will be available uh, to be able to purchase mm -hmm. if you want to take a master class. In the past, I know that you've had multimedia performances. Is that also in the plan again this year? 
Not this year. It, Rachel, do you want to? You, I mean, are you uh, are what, you speaking of the installations where yeah, we've had? Yeah, that that uh, wasn't that didn't come together this year. Um, and Rachel, maybe you can talk a little bit about that. Oh yeah, well we lost our space for that. That was the big oh, thing. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, we lost our space for that. We'd love to reintroduce it again, uh-huh. um, but uh, we have to find a new space for it. So, okay, <laughs> but there so... are multimedia performances mm-hmm. in Radfest itself. In fact, we did a partnership with um, Detroit Dance City Festival this year, and we went to Detroit Dance City Festival and uh, invited an artist from that festival to come perform at RAD, and she's doing a, a live stream um, type of performance on stage with multiple cameras. I think it'll be really interesting. Oh, interesting, <laughs> interesting. So, yeah. so you'll be able to live stream, you'll be able to watch that performance online while it's happening? No, it's part of the actual live performance. It's part of the live, oh, I see, okay. So yeah. it, there is a little mm-hmm. multimedia action happening. Yeah. Sure, sure, yeah. okay. But oh. that but that does lead to a good point, Kristen, that we will not be live streaming the festival, but there will be a virtual encore available. Okay. So, um, you know, tune into our website and join our mailing list if you're not already on there. If you can't be here in person, there will be ways for you to engage with okay. the festival. And what website yep. am I going to? That would be www.midwestradfest.org. All right. And then how else can we help out the RadFest? If you want to support Wellspring, donations, volunteers, are you looking for all of that? Tickets are on sale now. And uh, buy, buy tickets, uh, come to performances. They, we are participating in Art Hop. So mm-hmm. it, you can come down and just check us out. We'll have a couple of things happening around Art Hop. There are several free events that happen through the festival, including a collaboration with the Kalamazoo Public Library mm-hmm. for a screening of the screen dance films. And that is free and open to the public as well. So so there are multiple ways that you can involve yourself. We will need volunteers. Um, that's on our website as well. So you can go there and sign up to volunteer and take tickets at the door or greet folks as they're coming in. It's such a wonderful community of people that participate as artists in this. And we like to show off the wonderful community that we have here in Kalamazoo. We always get comments from the artists about how welcomed they felt, how gracious the mm-hmm. Kalamazoo community is to them. And so we would love to have anybody who's interested in being part of that there great great all right we are out of time for this morning uh, in case you just joined us you missed a great conversation about radfest 15 which is kicking off on february 29th uh, leap day i've been speaking with kate yancho the executive director of the wellspring theater cory terry and dancers and rachel miller who is this year's festival director for radfest thanks to you both thank you so much for having us Thank you. Thanks for taking the time this morning to join us at the Creative Cafe. February is Black History Month. African Americans have been an integral part of shaping the arts in America for centuries. From Augusta Savage to Kehinde Wiley, Louis Armstrong to Lizzo, and Langston Hughes to Susan Laurie Parks, the African American arts landscape is vast and diverse, poignant and beautiful. The Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo encourages everyone to celebrate the accomplishments of African American artists who have influenced and inspired so much of America's art evolution. Now you know. Please join us next week for another installment of the Creative Cafe. And until then, enjoy all that creative expression has to offer. This message is proudly brought to you by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo. Find out all that's happening in the local arts community at kalamazooarts.org or on any of our social media platforms.